0: Hey, yo, Sneaky Place fans. It's your boy Tino here, and I'm here to tell you about Thrive Fantasy. It's an app that we have a partnership with. You sign up using our promo code Sneaky, that's S N E A K Y, on the Thrive Fantasy app. You'll get $10 for a free bet and a bonus. And this week, my bet is Marlon Mack, 62 and total rushing yards. And I'm going to slam that over, and I'm going to get myself 100 points. It's that easy. You combine some of these. Uh, prop bets together, you win easy money, and like I said, use our promo code SNEAKY, that's S-N-E-A-K-Y, and you'll get a free $10 bonus. Hey, welcome to the Sneaky Plays podcast presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. All righty then, welcome to the Sneaky Plays podcast. I'm Brian Cantino and I'm here with the infamous and the sad Chris Morris, as well as oh, the infamous geez. and extremely happy Dom Fierro. Oh, absolutely. We'll start with you, Dom. How's, the, how's your NFL season been so far?
1: It's been great. 3-0 going <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, beat up on a few good teams. I can't wait for uh, tomorrow. Beat up on a few
2: good teams.
1: Yeah. Huh? The Broncos, I mean, the Broncos got to get the good Broncos. Defense. Oh, please. I've already had enough
2: of this. <laughs> I'm already angry about tomorrow night. We're I mean, still 24 hours away.
1: The NFC North is the best division of football right now, and the Packers oh. are two and no against those teams. So I don't know how you say those teams aren't very good <laughs> when it's
2: Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. Uh, very
1: good. <laughs> uh, just, just stop. <laughs> just stop.
2: I was at Kirk Stan last week, and you know, he wasn't bad, but he wasn't great.
1: It's not my fault that uh, Case Keenan put up like 30 points on you of week one. I mean, yeah. well, it's the on. one
2: game we won, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can take some some uh, pleasure out of that one. Oh, man. Yeah, well, my football season's not going great, if, if anyone cares to know.
1: Uh, uh, at least the Sixers will be here soon.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. That's all I've been saying the last couple of days is we're, you know, we're
1: about a month away from,
2: from uh, tip-off of the NBA season. And if we lose tomorrow night, it's, uh, it's pretty much
0: time to start looking forward to that. Well, at least you're not a Jets fan.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Darnold might come back for the Eagles game, though, next week. And, you know, he's all rejuvenated and everything. That's more bad news for the Eagles. They get a rejuvenated, fresh, off of, uh, you know, mono-healthy Sam Darnold.
0: Fresh. I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he's got to be feeling good. I mean, he didn't take any hits for a couple of weeks. I would assume he feels a little bit better than he does
0: now. But I mean,
2: I'm am turning everything into a negative about the birds right now. I can't uh, help it. I mean, it's just it's just negative town. It's it's classic Negadelphia
0: here this week. We'll, we'll cross that pick next week when it gets there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, how about that? My team playing both you guys' teams back to back weeks and two losses. Oh, oh, Jesus, please stop it. <laughs> I want to think about it. Tomorrow night's gonna to be torture.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Well. Anyway, uh, it's it's week four of the NFL season. Bye um, weeks officially started, so this is kind of where things get tricky in terms of fantasy and and, and uh, DraftKings plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know, obviously, key guys missing each and every week. This week, and eh, not so much. I mean, you're missing the Jets players. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Sides left Bell, really. Um, and, then, and then you're missing the 49ers, which there's actually some, some good options there um, as far as cheaper plays. But anyway, where's, where's you Morris? We could have got him on this week. Oh, that's true. The bye week. bye
2: week. Oh, wow. I dropped the ball on that one. Ah, oh, we'll, if, right. the Niners, if, if the Niners keep winning, I'm sure he will be in a great mood and he will definitely want to come on. Yeah, Maybe next we'll, week.
0: Maybe next NFL week. the NFL will give uh, next year, when they do two bye weeks, we'll get him on the second one.
1: Yeah, Jesus, (laughs) jeez, that's
0: true. Well, anyway, there's so this Sunday there's only there's only a twelve game slate um, for the classic DraftKings plays, Um, and as always, we start with the quarterback, finish with the defense. Um, There's there's some decent plays here this week at quarterback, and I I felt like we we may uh, differentiate between all three of us for plays. I have a feeling I'm gonna have a similar. Similar play with Dom here, though. So, we'll start with the quarterbacks, and we'll start with Dom. Do you have – how many guys you got this week?
1: I got two. One's a little higher price, than one is. I mean, it's simple to pick. You know, I think you can obviously think about it. It's Daniel Jones this week at 5,300. <laughs> <laughs> you got to believe.
2: Danny Dimes. The obvious Danny. Danny, <laughs> Danny Dimes. At, at
1: 5,300, he's an unbelievable play, I feel like, this week against the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins defense is just just not existent at this point I mean so is the Giants so Case Keenum probably isn't really a bad play this week either but uh, definitely Daniel Jones I mean he found Sterling Shepard a lot Evan Ingram a lot the only tough thing with Daniel Jones is he's not going to have that running game with Saquon Barkley you know that he's got the high ankle sprain so I'd be a little hesitant about that but I don't see any better play than him honestly this week going up against the Redskins And then my other play is uh, Russell Wilson versus Cardinals, 6,100. He's like, you know, he hasn't had the greatest year so far. This Cardinals defense, though, they give up a lot of yards, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, pass plays. So I would, you know, and I think the Seahawks bounce back big against the Cardinals this week. So that's more of an obvious play, I feel like. But Daniel Jones is my, if I had to put a lock on one person, it's Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah. Russell Wilson was one of my guys. Um, He's uh, I mean, yeah, the Seahawks offense hasn't looked great. I would say this year, um, been a little rocky. Even though they're two and one, um, he had a big fantasy game last week. A lot of that was in garbage time, but you know, if it's fantasy, you know that obviously it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. In four hundred yards because they were down by a zillion points, um, and he yeah, had the late. I think the the, the meaningless touchdown as time expired too. Um, but seven touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I definitely like him this week going up against Arizona. Um, who's been one of the, you know, more porous defenses in the league to date. Um, you know, kind of looked like after two weeks, we think we thought Arizona might be a little more competitive. Um, and they got their doors beaten in by Kyle Allen and the Willis Panthers last weekend at home. So, I think we know who they are. They can't really stop anybody. Um, I think this is a good week for Wilson and that offense to get on track. So, I like that pick. Um, Danny Jones, Danny Dimes. I got to say, I was impressed by the kid, man. Um, made a lot of good throws. Um, I was watching NFL Live briefly today um, when I got home, and uh, they, you know, they were t- they were talking about um, you know how how good he was on third down. I think they were six of thirteen on third and fourth down combined last week, and Eli the first two weeks was a combined five five and twenty two. So that you know that goes to show exactly you know the uh, the impact that Daniel Jones had. Um, it was against the Bucs, obviously. You know that's not a high litmus test. Um, one of the worst. Worst defense in the league. Um, but he did make a lot of really impressive throws, man. i got to give it to him. Um, I think the Giants might have found their guy, and uh, there's no we- reason not to like him this week either going up against Washington. Um, one other guy I'll add who I liked um, is Jacoby Brissett, priced at 5400 um, I think that's kind of a steal, too, getting him at 54 with the way he's been playing. Um, hasn't been turning the ball over too. He's been keeping their offense on schedule. it is inefficient. Um, he had a really good game last week, 310 yards, two touchdowns, about 24 fantasy points. Um, and it gets a lot easier for him this week going up against, you know, the shit show Oakland Raiders at home. Um, another game where Oakland's got to travel, you know, change time zones, one o'clock, early start. Same thing that I thought last week, and they got and they did what I thought would happen. They got rolled on by Minnesota. Um, yeah, I just – I mean, I think Oakland stinks. I think their pass defense is bad. Um, and Brissette's good, man. I mean, I think he's a good player. I think he's going to keep them afloat for, you know, pretty much most of the season. Um, you know, hopefully T.Y. Hilton plays. But uh, even without him, I think uh, Brissette at that price is a good pick.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to argue with any of these plays. Like I said before we started, um, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can you can slot in this week and feel comfortable with. The one thing about Russell Wilson, though, is like you said, Morris, they were down a lot of points and he was, he was chucking. Um, yeah. He was trying to come back in that game. I think they go up early in this one and I'm, you know, I don't think he has an, an insane upside here. I think he has a great safe floor at like 15 or 16, but if you're going to pay 6,100, um, he, he might not pass that threshold. um, Someone that I do think will pass the threshold is on the other side of the field in Kyler Murray. Wow! I don't think I don't think he'll be owned a great deal this week. No, and they'll be playing from behind at home with you know decent weapons. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald can still play. Christian Kirk can obviously still play because he's young. Um, David Johnson, and I think they'll they'll come from behind and. Murray, he started to rush last week. I believe he had close to 80 rushing yards. Um, so if he continues to run the football, um, I think he's somebody that he won't be owned, you know, in in the competitions that you're doing. And he's someone that can sneakily get over 20 to 22 points just because of his, his rushing floor and, you know, garbage time but garbage time counts so <laughs> it does it yeah, definitely does. It does absolutely does in fantasy and I mean that's where Russell Wilson was last week it was garbage time I mean he, mm-hmm. they, he was come from behind and throwing the football and throwing it deep and running and so I, I like Colin Murray and like I said I like all of your plays I think every single option that you guys dished out right now is is a viable option so I don't think you need to spend up for Mahomes this week obviously I mean, if you freaking feel like it, go for it because he's a guaranteed twenty-five, like no doubt, <laughs> um, which is simply absurd. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I guess like we said, there's a lot of op- options, and there's a guy that you'll you'll both just turn off your microphones after this one. Oh boy, Marcus Mariota,
2: fifty-one hundred. Oh, oh my God, I can't even. <sighs> Maybe the most stunning pick of the uh, of the year so far against
1: Atlanta. I, I mean, look, Atlanta's, Atlanta's a little banged six. up. They're a little yeah. banged yeah. up yeah, on defense. Just
2: can't. out uh, for the year. <laughs> I don't know. Just after that Thursday night game, you know. I, got, I mean,
0: I got that's down going on out of right Atlanta. Right
1: now. I might talk. I, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll really. Talk myself it into really. I didn't take that. much yeah. convincing.
0: <laughs> I am not. <laughs>
2: so I will look, not
0: be playing Marcus Mariota this week. <laughs> so look, I'm not. I'm not telling our sneaky place fans to go out and play Mark Marcus Mariota, but I am saying possibly could <laughs> and he might be okay i mean he's playing atlanta's defense i think neil's out for the year he um is. i mean yeah. they got thrashed by Jacoby think he mean, did I, we'll see we'll see i like i said <laughs> probably. I'm, I, I probably won't even sign in my lineup but i'm gonna put the name out there just because little flyer a little flyer pick you have playing a tournament option you can you can possibly go go bananas i mean he's got the rushing ability and you know, the lack of Atlanta defense. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't, do we, do we hate Marcus Mariota more or Kirk Cousins more? Kirk Cousins more Mariota, definitely Mariota nah. for me.
2: Cousins at least we'll put it like what I said last week. Cousins can at least, you know, all right, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't give him too much credit, but it's more likely Cousins has a big, a big day through the air, especially with his receivers than Mariota. They run the most vanilla boring <laughs> offense in the league in Tennessee too. They run the ball. 60 times a game, it feels like. They have no weapons. I shouldn't say that because I have one Titan as a weapon later in this podcast. But (laughs) (laughs) they don't really have any weapons. Um, The one bright side, I'll say, on Mario this year, he hasn't turned the ball over. He's got no interceptions. Um, And somehow he actually did throw for 300 yards in that trek of a game last Thursday night, I guess because they were losing the whole time too. Um, And they were driving the ball. They just, you know, he got sacked a zillion times and something always fell apart when they got down in the red zone. I don't know though I mean i oof. that's definitely going out on a limb
0: sneak sneaky play of the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I won't go that far, but anyway um let's let's move on let's move on to running backs before Morris has conniption today tonight um, Morris, Morris we'll start with you who you got running the rock this week
2: um' a number one guy, a little pricey, um but he's been really reliable this year mark ingram um sixty six hundred so you know, not not crazy high price, not up in the the, the McCaffrey, um, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler range because the Chargers are playing the Dolphins. Um, with 6,600 is, you know, a decent amount, but I think if you go lighter at other positions, you'll be able to get them in no problem. Um, Cleveland's been pretty brutal against, against the run this year, um, and we know Baltimore, you know, they want to jam it down everyone's throat, um, and Ingram's been a huge part of that so far for the first couple of weeks. He's got five touchdowns. Um, including three last week. Also, you know, there was a little bit of garbage time there, but, again, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it seems like he's clearly the bell cow there uh, instead of Gus Edwards. Um, and this Baltimore offense, I mean, really, it's, it's, you know, not that it's a shock because I think a lot of people did like Lamar Jackson coming into the year, but I think they're the second-ranked offense in the league right now in terms of yards. And, yeah, you know, they've played some not-so-good defenses, but, I mean, clearly they've got a balanced attack – um and ingram's a central a central point of that um playing at home against cleveland too i just think they're better than cleveland um i a game they'll probably get a lead into which will help ingram's case um he's getting a lot of carries in the red zone um and if they're winning you know definitely look for him to grind out the clock in the second half um like i said 200 plus yard games five touchdowns um i bet on him having another big one on sunday um my other guy a little bit more of a sneaky play, kind of under the radar. Carlos Hyde, um, priced at 4300 Um Quietly, he's had a pretty nice start to the season, though. Um, first two weeks, got a lot of carries um, and definitely took advantage of it. Last week only had 19 yards, but he did have a touchdown, his first touchdown of the year. Um, and, you know, like I said, he had uh, he had 90 yards week two, 83 yards on like eight yards of carry week one in New Orleans. Um, and they're going up against Carolina, who has not been good defensively really this year either. Um, you know they forced Kyler Murray into a bunch of turnovers last week but uh, the previous week on Thursday night against Tampa they let Peyton Barber kind of run all over them and you know Peyton Barber you know, I don't think anyone's really I don't know if anyone's ever picked Peyton Barber in their lineup on this podcast um, Hyde kind of seems like he's, he's been more of the guy too than Duke Johnson um, and I think that's some good value there at 4,300
1: yeah so I'm pretty sure I picked Peyton Barber last week but I'm not too sure
2: Did you? Oh no, you did
1: float him out there.
0: We floated them out there, but we we, did did say with caution. We did say with caution. Ronald Jones, and they got
1: a better game too. He did. Uh, So here's another pick this week with caution: Uh, Chris Carson, fifty-seven hundred risk the Cardinals. Bumbling Chris Carson. Yes, that's exactly why. There's with (laughs) caution. Uh, So look, it's going up against the Cardinals' rush defense that allows one hundred and fifty-seven yards per game. If he can get going, he's gonna score a lot. He's gonna run the ball a lot. And it'll be well. And like you like Kanye, like you said, if the Seahawks go ahead, you know, expect to be, their ball to be ran. So he can pick up a lot of fantasy points that way. Uh, but like I said, with caution, the fumbling, eh, so that's why I'm also gonna say take a flyer on CJ Procise. Wow. trying trying to you know if he because of Chris Carson fumbles he might be benched the rest of the game and CJ Procise at four thousand dollars might be yeah. a better play so like I said I mean that's just a flyer pick that's not I'm not picking him in any of my lineups but if you're considering somebody low who might get a lot of touches on Sunday it might be no. CJ Procise <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> Man, we are digging deep <laughs> Notre Dame six. Yeah. I was going to say six carries for 12 yards on the year for CJ, but I get, I get the logic with the Carson bubbles, but yeah. So,
1: and then my, I guess he's my third pick really, uh, Chris Thompson for the Redskins going up against the giants at 4,500, where I think he'll make his impact a lot is in the passing game. Giants defense just is a very good pass and passing, uh, defense, uh, and he kind of torched the Bears the other night. I know a lot of it was garbage time and whatnot, and they were trying to make a little bit of a comeback. But it's something that you have to consider with uh, Chris Thompson and the Redskins where, you know, they really can't get anything going. I have a feeling like it could be a shootout uh, come Sunday between these two teams. So it might be definitely a pick, 4,500. I'm definitely looking at him. He's going to get a bunch of points, I feel like, both ways rushing and uh, in the passing game.
0: So, I'm absolutely not with you on CJ Process. <laughs>
1: well, it's a flyer <laughs> pick. It's
0: <laughs> a flyer, well, all right. The, it's no, Dom. I, I understand your logic, but I think Rashad Penny's going to be back this week. Um, oh, if he's back, then yeah, I forget yeah. about CJ Process. So it could potentially be him instead of <laughs> CJ Process. But yeah, so anyway, just scrape that. <laughs> I, I, I'm a firm believer in Chris Carson.
1: Um, I mean, he's, he's a sneaky play favorite.
0: I love Chris Chris, Carson. I love Chris Carson. I'm going to go out and I'm going to try to trade for him in fantasy leagues. I'll I'll put him in my DraftKings lineup this week because I don't think he'll be owned because people are afraid of the fumbles. But a couple of the fumbles, like, I mean, he really got the ball punched out from behind uh, against the Saints. And even Pete Carroll has come out and said, you know, a couple of them aren't his fault and we're going to keep playing Chris Carson. He's the best running back we have. So, I mean, not that Pete Carroll is, you know,
1: uh, Stitch nose. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Yeah,
0: whatever. He, he's whatever, but I, I do think Carson's gonna be the guy until he's officially not. And I think against the Cardinals this weekend, like like you mentioned, Dom. I think he's gonna go freaking bananas. So I like Chris Carson this week. Um, and then I've got I've got Marlon Mack. I don't know if he's that much of a sneaky play. He's at 6,100. Usually I try to go for the sneakier guys and running backs, but Marlon Mack, I just couldn't take my eye off the lower price considering um, everybody else. And then he's going up against Oakland. So I think he's going to be my guy this week. And I also like James White at 4,900 against Buffalo. Um, I think they go up a little bit in this game. I don't think Sonny Michel is having a great year so far. Uh, Touchdowns the last two weeks, though. Not uh, running yeah. the ball well though. They can't get him going. So you shell is at, I think it's twenty one total fantasy points for the season. And then twelve of them are on his two touchdowns. Yeah, and that's yeah. not great. It's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I like White. He's obviously he wasn't he was a healthy scratch last week because he's having his kid. So it's not like anything's wrong with him. So it's for his price to jump down to forty nine hundred. Uh I've got my eye on him this week.
2: Yeah, I like White. Um, I like Burkhead possibly too. Um, either one of those guys more than than Michelle. Um, I like Mac too, man. Well, Mack's a good player.
1: What are you gonna say about
2: Burkhead, Tom?
1: I think Burkhead's questionable this week. So I don't know if he's gonna be play or not, but he's definitely questionable.
2: Pat's I know got a bunch of banged up weapons. Um yeah, then maybe even more credit to James White. Um, but yeah, I like Mac a lot too, man. He's a he's a good player and he's clearly the best running back on that team. Um I, I would pick anybody against the Oakland on the road, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, honestly, on the other side of the football, I, I like Josh Jacobs. I, if, I'll have to read more. I know he's he was banged up like last week and the week before. He was sick. He lost 10 pounds, yada, yada. So, I mean, maybe he's gained that weight back. He's looking a little bit better, and he's going up against Indianapolis, and he's only 5,100. So, definitely something to, to keep your eye on. I don't know if I'll, I'll, if I'll put him in, but. He's definitely somebody I'll keep my eye on throughout the week and see how my lineups look as I'm about to make them and see if, you know, if I need to pay a little bit more down to get somebody else and Josh Jacobs is there, I think I'll be uh, willing to take him.
2: He looked good in week one. Um, (laughs) Hasn't looked as good since, but uh, I do think he's a good player. That depends. That can depend on me for if uh, Darius Leonard's going to play or not too because I know he didn't play last week, and if he doesn't play, then – I think that's that's more appealing for for the Josh Jacobs pick.
0: Yeah, that that would definitely be something I would look at if if Leonard's going to play or not. I think that it's a huge factor into this. Do um, you guys have any more running backs?
1: No, that was it for me. Yeah.
0: All right, we we kind of flew through the running backs. Yeah. Um, you know, who's not a good good play this week? Probably Todd Gurley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I God. I would agree. <laughs> Although in. I would maybe take a chance on him if like I was playing like a 25 cent little jukebox thing.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Todd Gurley. He's one of the best athletes in football. I'll, I'll take a chance on him, but I doubt he'll do anything. Yeah, I'm waiting
2: for them to get uh, Daryl Henderson involved. Doesn't really touch the ball much. A lot, of, a lot of Malcolm Brown.
0: Yeah. Well they, they paid the guy. They paid Malcolm Brown. Why not use
1: him? Yeah. All
0: right. Well, anyways, let's move on to receivers. Um, I had somewhat of a difficult time here. I don't know about you guys with receivers.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, not, it was I, a little hard last week. I have four guys, but they're, you know, no one near the top of the list.
0: All right, well, you shoot them first.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> well, first guy I got is Terry McLaurin versus the Giants, 4,500. This Giants secondary is just awful. You saw Mike Evans torch him last week. So, wouldn't be surprised if McLaurin puts up a bunch of points this week against Giants. Uh, next on the opposite side of the ball, Sterling Shepard at 5800, first yes. to Redskins. Uh, he's clearly number one. He's back after concussion. Saw so, you know you saw that he can definitely still play. You know he's not banged up anymore, and he looks to be one of Daniel Jones' favorite targets. And this Redskins defense, it also isn't very good. So, like I said before, it could be possibly a shootout. So both of those guys definitely, you know, look for them to kind of go off this week uh you know if you you know we're not on tight ends yet but even evan ingram if you're looking at him at tight end uh you know it's definitely a guy too another guy i have marvin jones jr first the chiefs he's clearly number one for matt stafford and the lions uh chiefs defense not great they're not you know they're not bad but they're not great so there's definitely points to be had there from marvin jones jr at 5400 uh more of a pick that I think if you're really struggling to find a receiver, that's a guy you go with, you know, because you probably could get a touchdown. I think he might be averaging. He's got like two or three touchdowns on the year, so definitely somebody you pick. And then the last guy, the reason I beat Tino the other day in our little sneaky plays uh, Monday Night Football showdown, Taylor Gabriel. uh, Questionable this week. But you can see what he can do. They finally got him going. Would not be surprised as Mitch still tries to find him. Minnesota's defense definitely vulnerable to the pass. Uh, you saw that a little bit against the Packers a couple of weeks ago. So he's at 3,700. I mean, if he could play at 3,700 after the week he just had, you know, coming off of that, I would expect something likely more, you know, more likely like he had last week in the past two weeks where he had, I think, two catches or something like that. But at 3,700 after the week he had, I think that's a steal.
2: Yeah, I love the. Uh... The Sterling Shepherd pick. I had him too. Um, catching balls from Danny Dimes, man. It seems <laughs> like he's the number one target too.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, after yeah. once they got Odell out of there, Sterling Shepherd was a clear number one, and I believe he's playing for a contract. They might have signed him. I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, no, going, for sure. He's clearly the number one guy there. Who's going? To, I mean, he had over 100 yards, touchdown, whatnot. And I would expect more of the same if Danny Jones, if Danny Jones keeps playing the rest of the year. Definitely.
2: Going up against Washington, too, who has been
1: absolutely brutal defensively to start the year. I mean, Josh Norman
2: looks like he's completely washed. Um, he could be out of a job and, you know, by next season. Um, yeah, and I mean, if, if, if Dimes keeps dropping him in there, man, I mean, Sterling Shepard could be a good play from here on out. Clearly their number one guy. Um, and, and Jones is not afraid to throw the ball down the field either, too. Um, you know, it seems like he's ready. He's slinging it loose no matter what. Um, it's a great week to do that again this week against Washington. Um, and I also like Terry McLaurin too, Dom. Um, guy's been really impressive. I mean, he's definitely a good player. Ohio State just turns out studs, especially a receiver. Um, a guy that kind of went under the radar too, third round pick. I don't think anybody saw this coming. Um, and when, when Case Keenan is making you look good, um, I think that tells you something that you're actually pretty talented. Um, and yeah, you know, some of it's been in garbage time too the last two weeks against Dallas and, and Chicago, but. Uh, Clearly, he's got a lot of talent. He's by far their number one receiver. Um, And like you say going up against the Giants secondary, that's equally as awful as Washington's. Um, This could be a fun, you know, these teams both suck, but their defenses both suck. This could be like kind of a weird, fun, high-scoring shootout between two bad teams, I I have a feeling. Um,
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
2: so these receivers, I think both of them are good plays this week. Um, And One other guy I have who – I didn't feel as confident in um, DJ Moore, 5,600. Um, I did and again, another, you know, backup quarterback that I think looked pretty good last week. Kyle Allen um, looked better than Cam did the first two weeks. I don't know, but that's, you know, that's a, that's a Panther's future problem that they're going to have to figure out. We can't get healthy. um if Alan keeps playing well, but uh, you know, he only had one catch last week, but it was a 52 yard touchdown. So ended up with 13 and a half fantasy points. Um, Had a good volume the previous two weeks, seven, nine catches, 76 and 89 yards. Getting a lot of targets. Um, I would expect Allen to probably target him more this week. Um, And Houston's defense, you know, their secondary is a little sketchy too. Um, And I think this is probably a game where Houston gets out ahead, um, because I just think they're the better team. They're at home. I think they'll probably be winning this game. So you can see a lot of Kyle Allen passes in this game too. Um, And him or Samuel, I like DJ Moore a little bit better. Um, and I think coming off the down week last week, um, in terms of uh, in terms of targets, um, he could be back on the on the wagon a little bit more this week.
0: Yeah, the, I mean, I, I like every single play mentioned. Um, I also I have Terry McLaurin, I have Sterling Shepard, uh, Morris. I'm a little bit higher on Curtis Samuel than uh, mm-hmm. Moore, so I have Samuel. Um, both, I think, both are are formidable plays this week. I, I do think, I think Kyle Allen is is good. Um, <laughs> might <Mike's> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, I picked. I remember when we when we, when we did week seventeen last year. I put he was our quarterback. Um, oh, that's right. He
2: was good too. He had a good yeah, game.
0: Yeah, he had a good game. Um, I mean, he beat out Kyler Murray at one point in in, in college. Like the kid can play. Oh, mean, that's true. Now, and, and I mean, Cam Newton's going to be out at least four weeks now. Uh, they're saying. So I, is that what they said? I didn't yeah, see that. Scott, I saw I he was know, definitely out this week. Some sort of foot freaking thing. I don't yeah, know. There's no problem with the foot. <sighs> can't. Oh my God. It's broken. I hate Ugh. to say it. Oh Well, anyway, um, so I, I like Curtis Samuel. I like Terry McLaurin. I like Sterling Shepard. I also have Philip Dorsett here um, going up against Buffalo, 4,700. Uh, he's averaging 17 fantasy points a week. Um, he's obviously an option there. If Burkhead's out, that makes him a little bit uh, more of a juicier play. And then I have Will Fuller. Um, This is more of just, like, take a shot, put him in your lineup, and, you know, if he does anything like he did last year in that, like, six-game stretch, like, he's winning you the week. So I think he has the talent to do it, and uh, I'm waiting for that Will Fuller breakout game. I'm thinking it's this week. Do you guys have any more receivers?
1: No, I have no more receivers. I think something just happened to the podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't know what happened, but anyway, let's,
1: uh,
0: Hello? Oh, my bad. I got cut off there for a second. let Let's <laughs> uh, be fun that it, anyway, let's Sorry. <laughs> let's move on to tight ends and defense quickly. Um, this will be a shorter podcast than usual, but, uh, I promise we will make it up to you next week. So let's move on to tight end, please. Um, Morris, who you got this week?
2: Uh, My tight end for the week? You know, I was bashing this crappy Titan offense earlier, but our boy uh, Delaney doesn't need a walker. Man, price is $4,800. Seems like the one productive wideout that actually has hands um, and that Mariota has some type of rapport with on this team. Um, Had a decent week last week even in that, you know, disgusting loss to, to Jacksonville at seven catches, 64 yards. Um, he obviously had the big week one against Cleveland, 55 yards, two touchdowns. Getting a lot of targets every week too, six, six, nine targets. So, you know, he's going to get his looks. Um, and, you know, yeah, I don't think Atlanta's that good. They haven't been very good at covering tight ends either. Um, giving up some big games recently. I know when the Eagles played them, Zach Ertz had a pretty solid game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Walker is really the only pass-catching option in this Tennessee offense that you can trust. Um, none of the other tight ends. I mean, Evan Ingram, yeah, he could be a play, too, a little more expensive. I think I kind of like some other guys better on that giant offense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he could be a play, too, if you want to save up for, to, for him at 5,700. Um, nobody else really grabbed my eye too much, though. Um, Mark Andrews had a big first two weeks, kind of came crashing back down to earth a little bit last week. Um, Austin Hooper, you know, who's also in this game, could be a decent play um, considering, you know, Tennessee hasn't been great at covering tight ends either. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had. Um,
0: I like Walker.
1: All right. Well, for me, I got tight end Will Disley for the Seahawks going up against the Cardinals at 3,600. Uh, Takeaway week one where he only had one catch. He's had 11 catches the past two weeks, three touchdowns. Averaging 14 fantasy points. Uh, and he's going to be, you know, he's clearly going to get catches. He plays a lot because he can block also the run. Uh, and he's going up against a Cardinals defense that's allowed 319 receiving yards and five touchdowns to tight ends in three games. Uh, and at 3,600, I think he's an absolute steal for the tight end position. Uh, th- that way you can spend wherever else you want. But to me, <laughs> I do like your pick in Delaney Walker. But I think he Will Disley is definitely a better option this week. So you know, especially a week where a lot of guys, you know, it's either heavily priced or, you know, there's not really that many middle middle ground guys. So Will Disley definitely gives you a little breaking your lineup to spend more at other positions.
2: I knew you were gonna pick Will Disley, Dom. <laughs> I
0: just I knew it.
2: Looking at these picks, like scrolling through the tight
0: end
2: options, I was like, Dom's
0: gonna pick Will Disley, hundred hundred percent. It's such a given. Well, it's a good pick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Not saying it's a bad pick. I just knew it because I'm looking at him like, oh, maybe I'll pick him. I'm like, yeah, I, die. I know Dom's going to pick him. I'll go with Walker.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, figure, I figured Dom would pick Will Disley. I mean, I have him written down. Um, I think he's a really good play. I mean, they traded Nick Van Nett. Um, I mean, they, they don't need him. Um, and Will Disley's good, man. He's he's on the field a lot, like Dom said. Um, 3,600 against the Cardinals. I think it's a steal. Um but the greatest tight end in the world is my tight end. His name is Darren Waller.
2: <laughs> Still oh riding with oh, yeah. again on the Darren Waller train.
1: He puts up points. I was hasn't found the
2: end zone yet. But yeah, big big week last week. Mean, he for went sure.
0: freaking bananas. He did. he did. He did. He uh, did. So I mean, I mean, look, they've realized how good he is. He's he's jumped up to fifty two hundred. Um, but he's going again up against the Colts, and they just got freaking thrashed by Austin Hooper. So. Uh yeah, give me down Darren Waller. He's much more talented. Um I mean, I think these these are good tight end plays that we mentioned. Dizzley Waller. Um I think Ingram Ingram's a better play than you think, Morris. Uh, I think it yeah. might be worth the money. Um and then uh Darren Walker, I mean, I mean Delaney Walker, excuse me. Uh doesn't need a walker. So Delaney doesn't I, need a walker. Good, good plays this week Get <laughs> tight end. I don't think you go wrong with anyone that we mentioned. Um let's move on to defense. Uh, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to save thirty-eight hundred dollars and get the Los Angeles Chargers as my defense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't see any other reasonable defense to pick other than Chargers.
2: Yeah, it's a tough week for defenses, so um, definitely not the Giants or the Redskins—that's
1: for sure. Um, I mean, one you I would can go, go out and pick the Rams if you really want. That's so what I was going to say.
2: One, one I would consider is the Rams, just because you know Jameis will throw you at three picks a game, so. And their defense has been pretty good, even, you know, without the James factor this season. Their defense has kind of been winning them games because golf and that offense, really golf, hasn't, has yet to kind of get going and girly. Um, but their defense has played well. So Rams, Rams can be a play too. Bears also at 3,400. Um, never trust Kirk Cousins on the road.
1: Ravens so. at 3,200 could be a pick against the Browns. Yeah, I think who are, who are extremely overrated.
2: They're, and, they can't. Yeah. I mean, they're, and, they're, I mean, Baker hasn't looked great, but he also is running for his life back there. I mean, well,
1: I think that's the control. thing is that yeah. that's the telling tale is that, I mean, if he doesn't get the ball out right away, he's running yeah. for his life and he's prone to make picks and exactly and whatnot. And so I think the Ravens at 3,200 could actually be a decent play this week.
0: All right. And we, uh, that's our DraftKings plays. We'll move on to a little different, some little different topic this week. Usually we do picks against the spread, but this week, since Dom is a huge and avid Packers fan, and Morris is a diehard Philly Eagles fan, we will do a Thursday night breakdown, and these guys will go at it. Um, we'll start with who wants to start. That's that. I'll go there. Who wants to start? Oh. I'll let more start go oh, and get his. Oh, boy.
2: Let me, let me get my venting session <laughs> out of the way. Um, so this has been about as piss poor and a disastrous start to the season as you could imagine uh, for these Eagles. Yeah, you know, one and two, which three weeks in, you know, it's it could be worse. It could be 0 and three. It could be the Jets. Yeah, I get it. Um but for where the expectations were put on this team to start the year, I mean, all the talk around here all summer was Super Bowl, was Super Bowl. We're getting back. You know, it's going to be a dynasty. This team's more talented than the Super Bowl team. We got the Sean back. You know, they got the line defensive line additions. You know, they got the young running back, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard. We added. You know, Wentz is fully healthy. And it's been a, everything but that. Um, I mean, week one was pretty brutal, too, in the first half. You know, I kind of understood that one. You know, and they ended up rolling in the second half against the bad Washington team. And since then, it's just been all downhill. I mean, all the injuries suffered in Atlanta. They still hung in there and almost pulled out that game, but they really didn't have any business winning. And that kind of felt like, you know, a gut-check game. And, you know, they showed a lot of heart and perseverance in that game. And it was like, all right, they lost, but, you know, it's not – That's a game I thought they could lose anyway, possibly, Um, especially with all the injuries. It didn't shock me, even though they had a chance to win. But losing to Detroit at home, you know, injuries or not, I get Deshaun's out. I get Alshon Jeffries out. Um, They're a little banged up still on defense on the D-line. But that's just inexcusable. I mean, give up a kickoff return for a touchdown. Miles Sanders is fumbling the ball, and he's still in the Big Ten. Aguilar is back to being rookie Aguilar and dropping everything his way. Drops a critical third down, and then just drops the ball out of thin air something I don't think I've ever seen a a pro football player do catches the ball, turns up and just drops it, just lays it on the turf without even getting touched. I mean, I was appalled when I saw that. Um, and clearly you can see, I'm still fired up about it as is, you know, the dude catching babies from the, from the burning building in Philly too, Um, which I absolutely love too. support to that guy. Um, and Aguilar I mean I know like I like him he's you know a good dude he's I think he's a good player he's got talent I mean he's clearly he's got a couple touchdowns to start the year and he's putting up decent numbers but I mean I mean you're in your fifth year man like this can't be happening you're not a rookie you're not a second year guy anymore I mean you've been around long enough to where you can't be having these mental fogs where you just go into a go into a rut for a couple weeks and you can't catch the ball and you're unreliable because I mean with the injuries at receiver now I mean it sounds like Alshon's going to play tomorrow, and I thank God that's going to be a huge lift uh, because the other guys can't hold on to the ball either, even though they're backups. Mac Collins and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, rookie second-round pick, who hasn't done shit so far. Lots well, of potential game-winning touchdown. Hit him right in the face uh, one-fourth down last week. Um, so that's how close this team is to being 3-0. and You know, amidst uh, two games where they had a lot of injuries and didn't play all that well. I mean, if Aguilar catches the ball in Atlanta two weeks ago and Whiteside catches the ball last week, they're three and zero instead of one and two, and we're not having this conversation now. But the reality is they're one and two, and it only gets harder from here. I can't imagine a worse scenario than going to Lambeau Field, <laughs> where they never win on a Thursday of all things, coming off two awful losses. I mean, it's just it's not set up well. Um, this is not where I thought they'd be after three games. Not going to say I don't think you can ever call anything in September quite a must win. But one and three with the way Dallas is playing um, and, you know, with how easy their schedule has been to start the year, I know they're good, but they've had a cupcake schedule. I don't know if if you go one and three, I'm not so sure what your chances are to come back and actually win the division. I mean, then you're talking about, you got to go like 10 and two to win just 11 games and who knows if that even wins you the division. Um so that Detroit game is really one that, that they just had to have, um, and now it's forced them into almost a must-win situation uh, Thursday night in Green Bay against Aaron Rodgers, who always seems to beat them. So I can't say I'm I mean, I don't know. I'm modest, moderately optimistic. Ahead, i ahead, uh
1: So I, I completely agree with you, Morris. Uh, n- no game makes me more worried than tomorrow. Uh, just because things are going so well for the Packers, I mean, his defense looked great. Uh, Darius Smith and Preston Smith look like huge pickups. Rashawn Gary's getting after it. Darnell Savage getting after it last week. I mean, this defense is clicking in all cylinders. It reminds me of the Super Bowl defense that they had a few, you know, a while ago where they beat the Eagles in the playoffs. So it'd be nice if that happened again tomorrow. Uh, well, offense isn't too, you know, isn't clicking just yet, but it's definitely getting a lot better. Uh, they still haven't been able to run the ball, which kind of scares me because Rodgers isn't, you know, 30 anymore. He's, you know, he's 36, 37. So he's going to have to throw the ball really well tomorrow, I feel like, unless this running game started. Jamal Williams has definitely picked it up a little bit with the running game. Aaron Jones just has to get going. I know he had a touchdown last week from two yards out, but he's got to get going. He's got to get more yards on the ground. Uh, but does wide receivers too. I mean, Devonta Adams is getting doubled and triple teamed everywhere. The league's finally called up to him where they realize he's one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, So if he can get going tomorrow against a banged-up secondary, I don't think you guys stand a chance, honestly. Uh, Marquez Val Gantlin, huge Uh, game last week, and I think he's going to get even better. He's kind of taken over that spot for Randall Cobb in the slot. And at six, I think he's like six, four, six, five. I can see him having just run wild ball tomorrow if he gets it, and I think he'll get a lot of targets uh, you know, but other than the flip side, the kind of scares me is that those are the only two guys really producing Jimmy Graham's non-existent. you know they might go with Robert Tanyan tomorrow, who's I believe he was an undrafted tight end, you know Jimmy Graham's banged up, but it's definitely not good that he's you know getting no looks, no catches, no nothing since week one. Uh, you know, Drum, Allison, a few key drops. Most, some of them aren't his fault. A lot of them were kind of overthrown. But to me, he's got to get going. Also, but this team's kind of clicking on all cylinders right now, especially on defense. Uh, I think it's going to be harder for the Eagles to come in tomorrow banged up. I know Alshon Jeffrey's back, but I don't know how much he'll be able to play. You know, with that calf injury. I know he's had that week off, but. You know. I mean, that scares me, but this defense, Jair Alexander, Alexander, it looks like, you know, he's an absolute stud. You know, the secondary is awesome right now, uh, but look, I think it's going to be a closer game. You know, Packers might win by six, I would think, but I mean, I hope for a blowout, but I have a feeling, you know, I always have a bad feeling on Thursday night games, and rightfully so. I mean, they haven't treated the Packers well the past few years. You know, these Thursday night games in the middle of the season, not the ones that start off the season, but Definitely excited. Uh got a lot riding on it. So go pack out. Yeah. I yeah,
2: mean,
0: Dom. It's uh, go, go ahead, Morris.
2: <laughs> I just
0: Well Dom yeah, I mean so it, it's, for for me on the outside looking in, um, obviously not, you know, a diehard of, of either team. Um I think this is gonna be I mean, obviously a better Thursday night football game than we've had previously. Um I think if this was a Sunday game, I'd be all in on the Packers. Um but since it's Thursday and it's just the most unpredictable day in football, it seems uh in the past couple of se- couple of years, um I think dime you're right, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be sketchy. Uh I think there's going to be some turnovers. But I do think this is Devontae Adams' breakout God game of, and God uh got to it. He's, he, I think he's going to go bonkers. So look for a big Devontae Adams game in, in fantasy. If you're playing Thursday night captain showdown, I th- find a way to get him in. It doesn't matter how how heavily he's priced. He's, he, I think he's going to go off this week. So I like the Packers. And I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. I like them by like five or you know four, between four and seven points uh, winning this football game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The, I mean, I just – Uh, And that's going to wrap up
0: this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast. We want to remind you to visit jokermag.com, the home of the underdog, and visit all of our our great pages. We just got an update to the website. It looks fantastic. So please check that out. The article for your DraftKings Plays will be out on Saturday morning. Stay tuned for that. Be on the lookout. And uh, we don't want to tell you to subscribe to this podcast, but please – tell a buddy about it, tell a friend, and uh, tell somebody that's start getting into DraftKings plays and fantasy football, and uh, we just want to make their days better and and win them some money. So stay tuned each and every week, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays podcast, presented by Jogermag.com, the home of the underdog. We want to remind you to visit Jogermag.com because it's the greatest site out there.